Hello everyone and happy 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick on Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. chick. I know, I know, I am a little late dropping this episode this week or today. Um, I have no excuse. <laughs> None at all. I um, had a lot to do yesterday, so I didn't record, which I was supposed to record today's episode yesterday. So it just, the day got away from me. So, and then, um, yeah, I'm recording it now at like 2.50 p.m., when it's supposed to drop at 11 a.m., so I'm literally behind. So hopefully this will drop within the next hour. Um, so we're picking up again at chapter number six. Remember that chapter was super long, so I broke it up into two parts, and we're doing the second part today. Okay, so we're starting with the art of transformation, the dream of the second attention. We have learned that the dream you are living now is the result of the outside outside dream hooking your attention and feeding you all of your beliefs. The process of domestication can be called the dream of the first attention because it was how your attention was used for the first time to create the first dream of your life. One way to change your beliefs is to focus your attention on all those agreements and beliefs and change the agreements with yourself. In doing this, you are using your attention for the second time, thus creating the dream of the second attention or the new dream. The difference is is that you are no longer innocent. Innocent. When When you were a child, this was not true. You didn't have a choice. But you are no longer a child. Now it's up to you to choose what to believe and what not to believe. So what I am getting from this already, and actually what I got from the first part of the chapter, or yeah, from the first part of the chapter is, this is really just a take on Neville Goddard's Law of Assumption. That's all it is. Because the Law of Assumption states, whatever you believe to be true is true for you. Um, So I believe that this is basically what this is, is is a retelling in his own words of the law of assumption because um it's it's very it's very clear like the 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 first part he's talking about the first dream and or the first attention and what we know what i've been telling you guys in many episodes is that the things that you guys have believed up till now a lot of them especially when it comes to money and you know, romantic relationships and those kind of things, those did not come from you. Those were other people's beliefs. And I've told you many times that you have the power now to change what it is that you're believing. And this is what he's saying. You, he said, you are no longer a child. Now it's up for up to you to choose what to believe and what not to believe. And it's literally the law of assumption. So on this part so far, I concur and believe and agree 
You can choose to believe in anything, and that includes believing in yourself. The first step is to become aware of the fog that is in your mind. You must become aware that you are dreaming all the time. Only with awareness do you have the possibility of transforming your dream. If you have the awareness that the whole drama of your life is the result of what you believe, and what you believe is not real, then you can begin to change it. I I don't believe that. I believe it's as real as you believe it to be. I believe that whatever you believe to be true is true for you. And I don't believe it's a dream. So I don't, I don't agree with that. However, to really change I me, mean, and it's really a contradiction of what he's saying. <clears throat> he's saying, <laughs> he's in essence saying that your life is a dream, but what's happening to you is real. So it's really, it's really kind of a contradiction to me. I don't know, like this whole book, like I said, I I don't like the style of writing. I just, this whole book has had me up and (laughs) up in arms just because I don't like his style of writing. I don't like the redundancy. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And and again, I am a, I, I am a reader. So it's just little, it's the things that, it, the redundancy, I just, it's just too much. I don't, I don't like it. I'm glad I read this book, but I don't like it. However, to really change your beliefs, you need to focus your attention on what it is that you want to change. You have to know which agreements you want to change before you can change them. You Do you see all of that redundancy? Who is he reading to? Who, who's he writing for? Is this for children or is this for adults? I don't I don't understand what was the point of that. I'm so sorry guys. I'm I'm gonna stop complaining. It is I am I am a reader and it's just it's <laughs> it's not agreeing with me. So I'm but I'm gonna stop complaining on that. I, I apologize. Please forgive me. So the next step is to develop awareness of all the self-limiting fear-based beliefs that make you unhappy. You take an inventory of all that you believe, all your agreements, and through this process, you begin the transformation. The Toltec called this the art of transformation and in its whole, a whole mastery. You achieve the mastery of transformation by changing the fear-based agreements that make you suffer and reprogramming your own mind in your own way. Okay. One of the ways to do this is to explore and adopt alternate beliefs such as the four agreements. Okay, so while I have no problem with the four agreements and two of them I really like spot on, you know, I really definitely um, agree, especially the one about being impeccable with your word like that one to me is spot on. Um, but I be- I don't believe um, we should kind of uh, put ourselves in a box of only four agreements because agreements, if you drill them down, are just your beliefs and how you kind of the cornerstone of how you want to live your life. And it's more than just four. So while I agree with what he's saying, add more. You know what I mean? Add more. Like the I have seven that I am trying to model my life after and you guys have heard this affirmation many times i am perfect whole strong powerful loving harmonious and happy that's seven right there so you know that's just my take on it but i i do agree with what he's saying 
The decision to adopt the four agreements is a declaration of war to regain your freedom from the parasite. The four agreements offer the possibility of ending the emotional pain, which can open the door for you to enjoy your life and begin a new dream. It's up to you to explore the possibilities of your dream if you are interested. The four agreements was created to assist you um, in the art of transformation to help you break the limiting agreements, gain more personal power, and become stronger. The stronger you get, the more agreements you can break until the moment comes when you make it to the core of all those agreements. Going to the core of those agreements is what I call going into the desert. When you go into the desert, you meet your demons face to face. After coming out of the desert, all those demons become angels. Okay. Practicing the four new agreements is a big act of power. Breaking the spell of black magic in your mind creates great personal power. Every time you break an agreement, you gain extra power. You start by breaking agreements that are very small and require less power. As those smaller agreements are broken, your personal will increase. Your I'm sorry, your personal power will increase until you reach a point when you can finally face the big demons in your mind. For example, the little girl who was told not to sing is now 20 years old and she still does not sing. One way she can overcome that belief um, that the voice is ugly is to say, okay, I will try to sing. If I do bad, I won't sing. Then she can pretend that someone is clapping and telling her, oh, that was beautiful. This may break the agreement a teeny tiny bit, but it will still be there. However, now she has a little more power and courage to try again and again until finally she breaks the agreement. I actually agree with that. That's actually a good good um good advice. Is he's basically saying take it take it one step at a time. And why is that? Because we have, you know, a lot of these things that we believe, we've believed since infancy, really. So at your big age right now, if you try to break it in one fell swoop, it'll be a disappointment for you. So definitely keep, you know, keep doing it. Keep trying and, you know, take it, take it a day at a time. This one way out of the dream, I'm sorry, that's one way out of the dream of hell. But for every agreement you break that makes you suffer, you will need to replace it with a new agreement that makes you happy. This will keep the old agreement from coming back. And and this is true. Like one of the things that I pray about is, um, you guys know I, I suffer with um, anxiety sometimes, and I, and I don't want to give power to it, so I don't really. I try not to talk about it like that. But um, one of the things that I pray is that, um, and I guess it would be an agreement because if you give, it, I, I think if you give um, power to it, it's kind of you believing it in a way. So, um, I've taken ownership over this and I'm trying to release my ownership of me having anxiety. And and part of me doing that is praying for peace. Um, because I think that peace trumps fear, right? And we know anxiety is is a paralyzing fear. So, um, if peace trumps fear, then I need to do all that I can to keep peace in my life so I agree definitely with what he's saying 
Um, if you occupy the same space with the new agreement, then the old agreement is gone forever. And in its place is the new agreement. So my new agreement would be peace instead of my old agreement, anxiety. So I agree with that. There are many strong beliefs in the mind that can make this process look hopeless. This is why you need to go step by step and be patient with yourself because this is a slow process. The way you are living now is the result of many years of domestication. You cannot expect to break the domestication in one day. Breaking agreements is very difficult because we put the power of the word, which is the power of our will, into every agreement we have made. I agree. We need the same amount of power to change an agreement. We cannot change an agreement with less power than we use to make the agreement. And almost all our personal power is invested and keeping the agreements we have with ourselves. That's because our agreements are actually like a strong addiction. We are, addic- we are addicted to being the way we are. And listen, I agree with this. Not only can I see that in myself, but I, I have seen that in others. Um, I, I am an admin of uh, this group. It is about, you know, gastrointestinal disorders. And sometimes I read through the comments and I'm just like, you know, I try to put, you know, positive things out there. But this group has like 40,000 people in it. So, you know, there's nothing I can do all at once, you know. But I try to go through and, you know, make positive statements and, you know, posts and stuff. And But what I've noticed that people clamor to the negative and clamor to the posts about oh I feel so bad and all of those posts they clamor to it but people who are saying I am healed and and you know and me posting good stuff you know for them to cling to it's like a couple likes these other ones get hundreds and thousands of likes it's, it's insane and I it's a, and it, it just makes me believe that people are addicted to to being ill to to negativity people are addicted to this we are addicted to anger jealousy and self-pity we are addicted to the beliefs that tell us i'm not good enough i'm not intelligent enough why even try other people will do it because they're better than me all of these old agreements which rule our dream of life are the result of repeating them over and over again Therefore, to adopt the four agreements, you need to put repetition in action, which I've told you guys. Practicing the new agreements in your life is how your best becomes better. Repetition makes the master. The discipline of the warrior controlling your own behavior. Imagine that you awake early one morning, overflowing with enthusiasm for the day. You feel good. You are happy and have plenty of energy to face the day. Then at breakfast, you have a big fight with your spouse and a flood of emotions come out. You get mad and in the the emotion of anger, you spend a lot of personal power. After the fight, you feel drained and you just want to go and cry. In fact, you feel so tired that you go to your room, collapse, and try to recover. You spend the day wrapped up in your emotions. You have no energy to keep going and you just want to walk away from everything. And this is why I tell you guys... I am a proponent, before I even finish this, 
I am a proponent of feeling your feelings. I don't believe in stuffing your feelings back down inside of you because I believe stuffing your feelings down will will cause you to have, you know, any kind of disease. And I think all of that, you know, the disease that we have comes from, you know, stress. And a lot of that stress is from people not feeling their feelings, you know. And you can see that in men. Men, for some reason, don't want to feel their feelings. Especially, you know, I don't want to be rude and kind of put all men in the box. But what I, my my point really is, a lot of men don't like to cry or, you know, don't like to expend that kind of emotional, you know, energy. So for me, I am a person, I am a huge proponent of feeling your feelings. But I am also um, a person who says... I'm going to give you a timeline for these feelings. So if you get into this scenario where you and your husband have an argument and you're upset and emotional, put, put, put your timer on. Give yourself 30 minutes to be pissed off and angry. That's it. And when you are done, go and sit and write out everything that you are grateful for for your spouse. If, it, if it's your spouse that you had the argument with, if it's your boss, if it's your sister, if it's your brother, if it's your children, go sit and write them a gratitude letter or just write out everything that they're, you're grateful for and say thank you, thank you, thank you for each one. Why? Because gratitude is a vibrational lifter. It is a mood changer. And because of that, when you have that argument, you, you've drained your energy, you've zapped your energy, that person who you've had that argument with has stolen your good energy they have become an energy sucker so in so in order to get your vibes back high the best way to do that is go and do some gratitude gratitude will always raise your vibes period so i am always a person who says feel your feelings put a time limit on it and then do some gratitude when it's done I promise you it works. It just worked for me. Yes, uh, Tuesday. Every day we awake with a certain amount of mental, emotional, and physical energy that we spend throughout the day. If we allow our emotions to deplete our energy, we have no energy to change our lives or to give to others. The way you see the world will depend upon the emotions you are feeling. When you are angry, everything around you is wrong. Nothing is right. You blame everything, including the weather. Whether it's raining or the sun is shining, nothing pleases you. When you are sad, everything around you is sad and makes you cry. You see the trees and you feel sad. You see the rain and everything looks sad. Perhaps you feel vulnerable and have a need to protect yourself because you don't know in what moment someone will attack you. You do not trust anything or anyone around you. This is because you see the world with the eyes of fear. Imagine that the human mind is the same as your skin. You can touch healthy skin and it feels wonderful. Your skin is made for perception and the sensation of touch is wonderful. Now imagine you have an injury and the skin gets cut and affected. If you touch the infected skin, it is going to hurt. So you try to cover and protect the skin. You will not begin, I'm sorry, you will not enjoy being touched because it hurts. Now imagine that all humans have this skin disease. Nobody can touch each other because it is going to hurt. Everyone has wounds on their skin, so the infection is seen as normal. 
the pain is also considered normal. We believe we are supposed to be that way. Can you imagine how we would behave with each other if all the humans in the world had this skin disease? Of course, we would hardly ever hug each other because it would be too painful. So we would need to create a lot of distance between us. The human mind is exactly like this description of infected skin. Every human has an emotional body completely covered with infected wounds. Each wound is infected with emotional poison. The poison of all the emotions that make us suffer, such as hate, anger, envy, and sadness. An action of injustice opens a wound in the mind and we react with emotional poison because of the concepts and beliefs we have about injustice and what is fair. The mind is so wounded and full of poison by the process of domestication that everyone describes the wounded mind as normal. This is considered normal, but I can tell you it is not normal. We have a dysfunctional dream of the planet and humans are mentally sick with a disease called fear. The symptoms of disease are the emotions that make humans suffer, anger, hate, sadness, envy, and betrayal. When the fear is too great, the reasoning mind begins to fail, and we call this mental illness. Psychotic behavior occurs when the mind is so frightened and the wound so painful that it seems better to break contact with the outside world. If we can see our state of mind as a disease, we find there is a cure. We don't have to suffer any longer. First, we need the truth to open the emotional wounds Take the poison out and heal the wounds completely. How do we do this? We must forgive those we feel have wronged us. Not because they deserve to be forgiven, but because we love ourselves so much, we don't want to keep paying for the injustice. Forgiveness is the only way to heal. We can choose to forgive because we feel compassion for ourselves. We can let go of the resentment and declare That's enough. I will no longer be the big judge that goes against myself. I will no longer beat myself up and abuse myself. I will no longer be the victim. First, we need to forgive ourselves, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, and God. Once you forgive God, you can finally forgive yourself. Once you forgive yourself, the self-rejection in your mind is over. Self-acceptance begins and the self-love will grow so strong that you will finally accept yourself just the way you are. That's the beginning of the free human. Forgiveness is the key. You will know you have forgiven someone when you see them and you no longer have an emotional reaction. You will hear the name of the person and you will have no emotional reaction. When someone can touch what used to be a wound and it no longer hurts you, then you know you have truly forgiven. Okay. The truth is like a scalpel. Scalpel. The truth is painful because it opens all of the wounds which are covered by lies so so that we can be healed. These lies are what we call the denial system. It's a good thing we have the denial system because it allows us to cover our wounds and still function. But once we no longer have any wounds or any poison, we don't need to lie anymore. We don't need the denial system because a healthy mind, like healthy skin, can be touched without hurting. It's pleasurable for the mind to be touched when it is clean. 
The problem with most people is that they lose control of their emotions. It is the emotions that control the behavior of the human, not the human who controls the emotions. So he's saying the problem with most people is that they lose control of their their emotions and their emotions end up controlling them and not them controlling their emotions, okay? When we lose control, we say things that we don't want to say and do things that we don't want to do. That is why it's so important to be impeccable with our word and to become a spiritual warrior. We must learn to control the emotions so we have enough personal power to change our fear-based agreements escape from hell and create our own personal heaven how are we to become a warrior there are certain characteristics of the warrior that are nearly the same around the world the warrior has awareness that's very important we are aware that we are at war and the war in our minds requires discipline not the discipline of a soldier but the discipline of a warrior Not the discipline from the outside to tell us what to do and what not to do, but the discipline to be ourselves no matter what. The warrior has control, not control over another human, but control over one's own emotions, control over one's own self. It is when we lose control that we repress the emotions, not when we are in control. The big difference between a warrior and a victim is that the victim represses And the warrior refrains. Okay, I like that. Victims repress because they are afraid to show the emotions, afraid to say what they want to say. To refrain is not the same thing as repression. To refrain is to hold the emotions and to express them in the right moment, not before, not later. That is why warriors are impeccable. They have complete control over their own emotions and therefore over their own behavior. The intention of the dead, embracing the angel of death. The final way to attain personal freedom is to prepare ourselves for the initiation of the dead, to take death itself as our teacher. What the angel of death can teach us is how to truly be alive. We become aware that we can die at any moment. We have just the present to be alive. The truth is, is that we don't know if we are going to die tomorrow. Who knows? We have the idea that we have many years in the future, but do we? If we go to the hospital and the doctor tells us that we have one week to live, what are we going to do? As we have said before, we have two choices. One is to suffer because we are going to die and to tell tell everyone, poor me, I am going to die and really create a huge drama. The other choice is to use every moment to be happy, to do what we really enjoy doing. If we only have one week to live, let's enjoy life. Let's be alive. We can say, I am going to be myself. No longer am I going to run my life trying to please other people. No longer am I going to be afraid of what they think about me. What do I care what others think if I'm going to die in one week? I'm going to be myself. The angel of death can teach us to live every day as it is, as if it is our last day, as if there may be no tomorrow. We can begin each day by saying, I am awake. I see the sun. I am going to give my gratitude to the sun and to everything and everyone because I am still alive. One more day to be myself. 
That is the way I see life. That is the way the angel of death taught me to be completely open to know that there is nothing to be afraid of. And of course, I treat the people I love with love because this may be the last day that I can tell you how much I love you. I don't know if I'm going to see you again, so I don't want to fight with you. What if I had a big fight with you and I told you all those emotional poisons that I have against you and you die tomorrow? Oops. Oh my God, the judge will will get me so bad and I will feel so guilty for everything that I told you. I will even feel guilty for not telling you how much I love you. The love that makes me happy is the love that I can share with you. Why do I need to deny that I love you? It is not important if you love me back. I may die tomorrow or you may die tomorrow. What makes me happy now is to let you know how much I love you. You can live your life this way. By doing so, you prepare yourself for the initiation of death. What is going to happen in the initiation of death is that the old dream that you have in your mind is going to die forever. Yes, you are going to have memories of the parasite, of the judge, the victim, and what you used to believe, but the parasite will be dead. That is what is going to die in the initiation of death, the parasite. It is not easy to go for the initiation of death because the judge and the victim will fight with everything they have. They don't want to die, and we feel we are the ones who are going to die, and we are afraid of this death. When we live in the dream of the planet, it is as if we are dead. Whoever survives the initiation of the dead receives the most wonderful gift, the resurrection. To receive the resurrection is to arise from the dead, to be alive, to be ourselves again. (sighs) Okay. The resurrection is to be like a child, to be wild and free, but with a difference. The difference is that we have freedom with wisdom instead of innocence. We are able to break our domestication, become free again, and heal our mind. I am <laughs> I'm trying to find some good words to say, but I don't really have any good words to say, so I'm going to just keep reading. We surrender to the angel of death, knowing that the parasite will die and we will still be alive with a healthy mind and perfect reason. Then we are free to use our own mind and run our own life. That is what, in the Toltec way, the angel of death teaches us. The angel of death comes to us and says, You see everything that exists. Here is mine. It is not yours. Your house, your spouse, your children, your car, your career, your money, everything is mine. And I can take it away when I want. But for now, you can use it. If we surrender to the angel of death, we will be happy forever and ever. Why? Because the angel of death takes the past away in order to make it possible for life to continue. For every moment that is past, the angel of death keeps taking the part that is dead and we keep living the present. I I, I just don't agree with any of this. The parasite wants us to carry the past with us and that makes it so heavy to be alive. When we try to live in the past, how can we enjoy the present? When we dream of the future, why must we carry the burden of the past? When we are going to live in the present, that is what the angel of death teaches us to do. Okay, so that is chapter 6, and I think we have one more. We have chapter 7, 
and then one more chapter after that so two more chapters and I just gotta say um, I really just want to end this book I'm not even gonna lie to you I really just want to end the book (laughs) I don't even want to read the last two chapters because this book is is very convoluted it's very redundant it is I, I don't even agree with most of it and I just I I'm only finishing it for for you guys because I are I have a book that's not even finished yet um, by uh, Florence Scovel Shin that I have to go back and finish at some point because it's just sitting there like chapter six so I'm I'm really only going to finish it because of you guys I if if I was reading this for myself I would have been done on the third agreement when I reached the third agreement after reading that chapter I would have I would have stopped reading then um uh this is probably one of the uh worst self-help books I've ever read I'm not even gonna lie to you so I'm gonna end this here thank you guys so much for tuning in to listen to another reading I am going to finish it up since it's only two more chapters so um, what is today Thursday I wanted to finish it before February before February started and to just start a new book in February so to be honest I might drop chapter seven on Sunday and then Tuesday the final chapter so that Thursday we can just start a new book I might do that just so I can finally stop just get rid of this book um thank you guys for listening don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life i promise you your life will change once you add a daily practice of gratitude and i'm laughing because i'm I'm complaining about a book (laughs) don't forget to add gratitude so needless to say i'm gonna do some gratitude after this just because i mean my vibration is low but i'm not i don't like to complain this book just gives me too much to complain about so you guys have a blessed day tune in tomorrow when i talk about i actually um have uh another what is it called not your story time but uh questions another question and answer session and this topic is on affirmation so make sure you guys tune in tomorrow i've already recorded that episode and it it's already set to drop at about 11 tomorrow so make sure you guys tune in have a blessed day Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.